0: All right, it's Roycey Unchained here on this Friday. We uh, I did see I didn't see the wild game last night. I did see uh, a Judd selfie video, kind of explaining what went wrong. But before we dive in and get into whatever else we want to, let's tell the audience where they should potentially be buying a car here, Patrick.
1: Valley Group Auto Dealers—they're my guys out in uh, Apple Valley, uh, Buick GMC Products. Uh, and uh also they have a store in hastings i'm an apple valley guy i bought yeah. my last five or six vehicles from there including a couple of used ones and uh i've uh been uh it, it's it's no fuss no muss you go out there you say uh, you know I, this is what this is what seems a reasonable price to me and you end up buying yourself a new vehicle and uh it's uh you know, the service is first rate and uh I I have no complaints about uh, any of the uh, Buick products that I've now I've stuck with Buicks, but they got the good GMC uh, things and they got good looking. uh, uh, The smaller type of uh, SUVs, which is uh, what my wife is eyeballing these days is to uh, get get one of the smaller SUVs and Buick is first class in the technology on those things. From what I can tell, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy to tell you what the technology is, but they can, they can explain it to you when you get out there. And, uh, anyway, I have no complaints about Jim Paul and Brett Paul and the, the whole staff that they have out there. And, uh, I'm not telling you this because, uh, I don't know anything about them. I've bought five or six cars from them. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, haven't bought a car anywhere else for over a decade, so. That's the, that's the place to go. Jim Falls and Brett Falls Valley Group Auto Dealers in Hastings and Apple Valley.
0: All right. Uh, should we be concerned about, it's going to be 39 here in like a month. The Flower against the Kings last night at home gives up a bunch of goals. Saw Judd do a selfie video. Yeah. You know, how much longer can we keep
2: riding the Flower here? Is my Judd,
1: why, why, explain to me why he played him back to back.
2: Um. Uh, because dean works in mysterious ways because dean yeah. dean thinks that because he because uh flurry played well in montreal which is and the canadians are awful yeah. um he thought he should play him back to back but he shouldn't have I, I mean gustafson is now your he's your clear-cut one and he's now going to go a week between starts that doesn't make a lot of sense
1: yeah and uh it, this should be a 60 nav 55 25 system, right? It should be, you know, the Josephson should play two thirds of the time with the money you're playing him. You're basically just doing the flower a favor to be a backup, right? You get to yeah. the playoffs, he's going to have zero starts if you play it the right way. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they would feel obliged to play him, I guess, because of his status. There's some thought that they're trying to get him enough wins to become second all time. How many does he need? Just no, he's a few like to six. Leave. He'll get. Yeah. He'll, he'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I saw that we were we did a lot of whining afterwards about the uh, goal uh, that uh, that they thought was uh, really questionable. The first of the two that were scored in 12 that, seconds.
2: Yes, yes. Because he kicked the puck. He tried to kick the puck to his stick. He missed. The puck went in, but they said it hit his stick, which. But I mean, it in that game that they gave up uh, four first period goals. So Mm -hmm. yeah, come on.
1: And the uh, uh, also uh, uh, everything I've been reading is uh, uh, the flower could have stopped it anyway. (laughs) You know, it you know whether it hit his stick or not, it should have been stopped. Is what uh, what I've been reading. The 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 the. uh, the Twitter crowd is down on the flower. Let's uh, let me say that. Now they're down yeah. on a lot of things.
0: They're so. down on most things, including yes, us, right. you know? Yes,
1: right. everybody. Yeah, they they're hate down on everybody. Week. But but uh, uh,
2: Dean's gonna have to it, Dean's gonna have to get past his uh loyalty and his set in his ways about who he's like his line combinations he can shake up at any point in time. And the goaltending, you're right. It, it probably should be ideally if both guys are able to play the entire season, Pat, you're probably right. It should be 60-40.
1: Like, that's just absolutely fine. Yeah. Hey, Dean, uh, my, I would say from a distance, Dean went into last season secure. Everybody was happy with him. I would say Dean should be insecure this year because <laughs> if uh, they're uh, they're mediocre and not look like they're outside the playoffs halfway through the season, he's gone.
0: You think, so like Is it. he is he in danger of getting –
1: most, well, no, I mean, most most
0: hockey the, coaches are in danger.
1: No, in they're sure. all in danger. Yeah, and <laughs> and true. it's uh, but it but it's not like I'm not saying that if you know if they're in contention and they're probably going to be in playoff contention because it's damn near impossible to not be in playoff contention. But if if things are going bad, if they have one of those little eleven game, only one win, uh, two uh, you know. One of those one eight and two stretches. Uh, I think he can go. I think out of nowhere it'll happen too. There won't be a lot of advance notice that he's in trouble because Billy Garrett makes rapid decisions. I I got a report, by the way, from Dunkers. You know the Dunkers thing, which uh, the the influencers, influencers. Yeah, no media. They had Billy a couple of weeks ago. They loved him because it's supposed to be off the record. (laughs) That thing once in a while there uh, they they get some leaks of what occurred there but uh but i guess uh my brother-in-law's in it he was telling me that uh billy was great because he he's a candid talker. you know it wasn't it wasn't a lot of inside information but there's no bs about him they
0: like yeah. so what so what is like for for the audience too cuz i feel like we've heard dunkers yeah. is the is the dunkers just a bunch of like business leaders influencers people of people of influence around the twin cities that love sports 30
1: years i think but it used to always be at the minnesota club they the minnesota club outpriced them they're out at interlocket now they moved out to so they're not even downtown anymore but it's it was yeah kind of the business leaders guys that you know guys once some guy got in he could get his friend in if the guy had a legitimate you know they're not You know, you can't wander in and uh, say, let me in. But the greatest thing about it was, Phil, is Sid was like one of the founding fathers or was in it early and got him a lot of guests and no other media person could be in it because Sid wanted exclusivity. So we, somebody, we should create.
0: We should create something like that. Hey, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's the yeah, ballers, but, the ballers. It's the going to be part. just us, and we're going to invite coaches.
1: <laughs> you know, Charlie Walters has had a lot of friends for a lot of years, and Charlie used to get leaks from the dunker. Somebody would call Charlie, and if something interesting happened, tell him. So Charlie would have a little note in there. Not that it was that hard. Basically, just to agitate, said that he knew what happened. That <laughs> <didn't> thing. <laughs> Sid he still does go, it said he used to go nuts. he's still the idiot he inside. still
2: does it you you can find so and so like I guarantee you a Bill Guerin thing will come out, you know yes
1: uh, okay okay little birdie, he little uh, birdie told me yeah, I guess yeah. Mora used to Mora get it up and lecture them every you know about every month to get up, we can't be having these leaks we tell we give these guys confidentiality. He said they had Andy Luger a couple of weeks ago though you know the U S attorney here, right, in uh, the, in, in the, for Minnesota and for this district, the guy who's fighting the gangs in uh, in Minneapolis and he was extremely interesting, I guess. So
0: do they anyway. take people's phones or make you like, you know, when you go to a concert they, sometimes they'll make yeah. you put your phone in a plastic baggie, you
1: know? No, I don't, I don't think they do that. I don't know. I've, I've been there twice in my life and it was always, as I was at a, I think maybe only once I've been there for the, Buddy, when they honored Bud and they had a panel there to talk about Bud and then Bud was there. And uh, a couple of years ago, I think one other time, but it was more of a, I was never the guest, but I was like with the guest a couple of times. So doesn't that's Joe it. Schmidt,
0: doesn't Joe Schmidt goes, Joe
1: Schmidt's them. in now. Joe's in now.
0: Oh, as did long Joe get in?
1: As long standing, apparently the Sid boycott uh, and it did not uh, cover Schmidt, but yeah, uh, he's in it. But uh, it's uh, I I don't know. It's hard to define. I guess it was business, but it, they have uh, also managed to uh, uh, get a little gender in there too. Because for a long time it was just a bunch of like the boys, you know? it's the boys. And, yeah, smoke I'm, I'm shocked
2: that a club Sid helped start was only a guys' thing. I'm <laughs> yeah. absolutely shocked by that. Mm-hmm.
1: He uh, he, my my uh, what I I I helped get my I used my brother in law's. You know, he's a prominent downtown uh, accountant was for years and uh, you know deserved be in but I but Sid sponsored him i got Sid to sponsor him right so sid was it was sid's duty to introduce the new member introduce this new member and he and he spent 8 minutes talking about the other new member that he knew that had been for a long time and then he mentioned my brother-in-law's name and said, "I don't know what he does, but he's Racy's brother-in-law." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was I'm the endorsement. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that was the endorsement he gave it. Oh, so, uh, classic! Yeah, what a what a he used to rule that thing with an iron fist, though. He was he didn't want anybody else finding out these inside information. Although, if something happened there, he would report it. Then, but not I guarantee say it came from Dunker.
2: I guarantee you. Garen dropped no fewer than three F-bombs, and
0: that's well, why they
1: loved him. Loved yeah. the F-bomb. Mar- yeah. Marvelous attitude. He
0: has well-timed F-bombs, too. You know, mm-hmm. like, meaningful yeah. F-bombs.
1: Mm-hmm. He, just, he doesn't just do it for giggles, like Bernsey. I mean, it isn't part of his conversation. It's, I think it's done for effect, right? Yeah. With Garen. I mean, yeah. He's, he's... Yeah, done, I think it's also he, just
2: part part of his day, day-to-day uh, well, vocabulary. Plus, it's hacky. I mean,
1: they're... Yeah. they're slapshot everybody thinks sad slapshot was a satire it wasn't it wasn't the hockey the hockey locker room. that was the hockey locker room it was not a satire it was a it was a it was almost a documentary mm-hmm. <laughs> the way yeah I mean the hell go back to my favorite ever 24/7 was the uh, was it 24/7 or it was an hBO the the Rangers and the Flyers, oh, yeah. when you had the foul-mouthed Lavalette having a foul-mouthed contest with Tortorelli dressing their team, it was fantastic. It's unbelievable inside. I don't think the NHL ever wanted to, to look inside locker rooms again after that one. And, Pat, they, they've now
2: switched teams. Yeah, oh, right. From then? So La- Lavalette's now the Rangers coach. I mean, this is what I love about <laughs> hockey. That's and Torch is now the Flyers coach.
0: That's great. <laughs>
1: How can you uh, how can you keep hiring toward a rally? Everybody who's ever played for him hates him. How, how many teams
0: it... is he up to now coaching?
2: Is well, it six? It got to be five or six. Ta- uh, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, the Canucks, the Blue Jackets, the Flyers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's right. been, well, it's been, yeah, five. So it's five. It's, yeah. it, it, okay. it has
1: been unbelievable. Now uh the guy who's gonna get fired in about ten minutes, this guy in Edmonton, he better watch out. They're getting they they're giving up twenty goals in the game. They got beat again last night or so. He
2: dropped a press conference F bomb, I saw. Mm-hmm. Oh good. That's when you know <laughs> you're that's when you're, Yep, that's when you're near the end with with the old excuse my language after realizing mm-hmm. he had let the mm-hmm. F bomb go. But yeah, that's exactly so. that's not that's not a good sign for a coach when you're dropping the post-game press conference.
1: F-bun. Well, I'm I'm hope to have a productive November and get one of my four visits in in November. I don't I don't we'll think I'll make there. it. In Octo- I don't think plenty I'll make it in October, but uh, I'm in plenty room life. for you, Pat. Hope, hope to get in in November. Yeah. Hey, Come Pat. sit by
2: me. I got lots of room.
0: We yeah. now have. Uh, I saw this last night before going to bed. Here we have reached. So they've been doing for for college football games. I believe the spreads go back to like 1996. I saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're down to 30 and a half for an over under, which is it's now down? It's, it is the lowest <laughs> people are hammering the under. It was 32 and a half and people are hammering the under and it's down to 30 and a half. Gophers, Iowa, the lowest over under in a power five game in 30 years or going maybe back ever.
1: to 96. So it's now number one because it was like yeah. the, one of the lowest three. Now it's number one. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Keep betting. We could get it under 30. That would be historic. wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> At what point do you
0: take? Is there value in the over? I, I still think
1: I'm going I under. I think, you know, somebody might, the here is, the Gophers, I think, would attempt to score if they had a chance to put the game away. But if I was leading by three, you have no chance to have the score move. They'll just keep putting it back to you. You got to your only chance is that the Gophers get ahead and Iowa has to do something.
2: Could could there be a case to be made that they actually should, for the first time ever, factor in a bet on who will score more—the defenses or offenses? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, there is. A I think chance. the
2: defenses that that Hawkeyes
1: defense might be good for at least seven. Well, last week they had a safety. They had uh, last week they had a touchdown, two field goals, and a safety. at like. 12 punts and the punters like fix it down to the eight yard line every time. And they
0: 15 to six was the final score at Wisconsin. And (laughs) I think I can't remember if this came up on this show or somewhere else, but, uh, but Iowa, so their schedule is really easy. The rest of the way they're, they're currently six and one, their, their, their loss was at Penn state, which is, Mm -hmm. which was a top five or 10 team in the country. And in uh, Penn State's obviously in the in the East. So Iowa right now leading the Western Division. They get Minnesota, Northwestern. These are all these next four are all home games. Minnesota, Northwestern, what? Rutgers, Illinois, and then they play at Nebraska to end I, the regular season.
1: How can you have four home games in a row? That's
0: stupid. They, well, I th- well, they. I don't know. Unless there's a new. Neut- is there a neutral
1: site in here? It's a good I question. Unless ESPN has it wrong. Yeah, um, it, could, it could be a mistake. But even if a, one of
0: those is a road game, they're going to be favored in all of these games. There's a good chance yeah, Iowa goes eleven by, and one. What are they favored by? Like three, three and a three, half against the three goals. and a half. Yeah.
1: yeah, you're favored. You're rated. You're playing a team that just got beat fifty-two to ten, yeah. and you're favored by three and a half. That but is Pat, they're gonna
0: they're gonna play because they beat Wisconsin, so they have the tiebreaker. They're gonna play in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. And they're probably going to be eleven and one when they play in that game.
1: But we're let me lose say by this: 40. Let me say this. We lost to Northwestern because we had no nil money. Okay, we've, we've established that. Yeah. We lost to Michigan because they were stealing our signals over on the sideline. They were fifty-two to ten. It was. It might have been. We might have beaten them 24-21 uh, if they weren't stealing you, all have, our signals.
2: Have you guys now seen the Greg Shiano halftime interview yes. from yes. that
0: game where he's clearly. In the game. Some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Coach, uh, uh, coach, to
2: follow- what, how, coach,
1: how do you get your run game going yeah, again? She, there's she, just she some, some weird follow stuff follow-up.
2: going on. Yeah. yeah. How do you not ask the follow up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she had her questions and she said, how about those? four interceptions or whatever it was. And yeah, Ciano's trying to hand it to her out of plate, but she didn't. Uh, <laughs> They're she stealing didn't our signs. It, but yeah.
2: But what about the fans here? Aren't they fantastic?
1: Yeah. We just so, need to uh, go in and uh, you kind of figure out what's happening. Start, you got to think this started with Rutgers accusing them, huh? That yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers oh, yeah. might, have, yeah. I mean, the, the Chiano must have, because they started the investigation. I'm sure that, uh, uh but they keep going after Harbaugh, and he'll have to serve another one-game suspension that he gives yeah. himself, like they did the last time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Michigan State released a statement saying we're going to go ahead with our game, and we've been warned, and uh, you know they released a statement. they're going to, they're prepared to go. So anyway,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, it. I don't know. Like the it, also all these all these coaches are if if you can get if if someone can get an edge on. A, a signal on the sideline now if they're like tapping into headphones and stuff that would to me that would be a big no
1: deal. they this is a suggestion that they put a guy in the stands they get they scout the games and put binoculars on them and see what they're flashing or yeah something. i see i don't have a i guess i know it's against
0: the rules but like in baseball if i well, can stand on second base the, and- it's
1: not against the rules but it's it's supposed to be on sportsman like behavior. They don't have anything specifically in their rules. That's I what guess.
2: the Giants did to us in two thousand one. That's right. That they our, They were on our headsets. That's right. Those yeah, so they,
1: they were. They,
2: they our were our actually
0: headsets. tapping into technology. I heard a story one time. I think Booney told us the story a couple years ago about uh, Alex Boone because he played for Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, and he told us that Jim thought that the when they would travel to Seattle to play the Seahawks that the the team hotel they would stay at. He was convinced that Pete Carroll had it bugged. Okay. Cause they just had a couple weird games. It just felt like mm-hmm. he was very paranoid. So yeah. what he would do is he would, he would gather people in a meeting and he would say, Hey, Okay. <laughs> Everything I say for the next ten minutes is BS. Okay. So here's
1: what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, he's crazier than off. One of my favorite moments ever in the Metrodome was when Ditka grabbed his face mask and they uh yeah. they threw that. They were kicking our ass and he decided to change a play and then threw an interception and the Vikings ended up coming back for one of their great comeback victories and. And Ditka
2: wanted to kill him, Harbaugh. So, so I, I guess the story was because we we were at a uh, ESPN thing years ago, and uh, Tom Waddle, who played receiver on that Bears team, was there, and he said the story was Ditka going into that game said, "This place is too loud. Don't audible ever. Don't ever <laughs> audible." And so they get to the line of scrimmage, and Harbaugh sees a matchup he likes, and he audibles, and no one hears it. No <laughs> one hears it, and he throws that pass. Todd Scott picks it off, and Ditka
1: just melts down. <laughs> that was nice, fun, man. man, those years when Ditka came in, and Mike Lynn what was it, the roller skates or something? The what roller he, dome. He called it the roller dome, and then uh, – Everyone yeah, hated I, the
2: dome because D- Ditka called it the roller dome. Ro- and then if you remember, the there was a series in about 85 where Billy Martin went crazy. And so he went crazy because the stadium, because the roof, I, I think a couple of Yankees outfielders lost balls. And so he went yeah, absolutely oh, Billy, crazy. So yeah. Everyone was pissed off at the building.
1: Nobody was worse than Bobby Valentine, though, as far as baseball is oh, concerned, because he thought the wind was blowing out above those vents in the yeah. back, which actually don't blow out when they, they take it in. But he was down there one afternoon, like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, putting tape putting long pieces of strips of tape on the blowers to prove that they were blown out when the twins batted. (laughs) And uh, I got a tip on that. It was great. It was great. I I went down to the technology to the guy who was running the vents said, okay, show me how this works. And uh, it was, it was, but Bobby was like, he was up, he was convinced that uh, we were blowing (laughs) home runs out, out to the out to the, they
0: certainly weren't doing it in the mid mid to late 90s when no, everybody no, else no, was on steroids, no. you know.
1: <laughs> the worst we, of all the embarrassments of in Twins history, our power performance during the raging steroid era was the worst and Matt Lawton lead him with like 21 that year or so. And he everybody was cheating it turned out. You got, guys, you got guys like Brady Anderson that never hit more than 14 hitting 55 and our leading guy who proved later to be on steroids, Lawton, I think he had 21.
0: In 19, so 1998 was the, was the year yeah, that, that, yeah, that McGuire and Sosa both broke the record. No. Greg Vaughn had like 50 home runs. Oh, Griffey yeah. had a bunch of home runs. And that season, the Twins leader was Matt Lawton with 21. Second was Ron Coomer with 15. And then Terry, <laughs> Terry Steinbach had 14 home runs. He was third on the team. So yeah.
1: yeah. We were uh, we were very poor roid users. I'll tell you that we were not. I think we got a little better later. <laughs> for a few a years uh, anyway. But
2: Coomdog was, was uh, on beer, so he, yeah, he, yeah, he, was, on a, beer he was on the Roy, Babe Ruth he, diet. <laughs> he just did the beer diet, <laughs> beer and hot dog diet. He was he
1: was he thought he was taking uh, steroids, but it was sugar-laden insulin that he was taking. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> he had the wrong he had the wrong thing. He was it was putting on weight instead of taking it off. he yes. was All on right. the Miguel, so no diet. So anyway, Pat, we got to uh, run here. We got our live me, purple uh, daily. Let me say that uh, uh, Houston uh, uh, swinging the bats uh, pretty good again last night. Uh, Texas has gotten to the scroungy. We we did Texas has got to the scroungy part of their pitching staff, and the number one surprise so far in the postseason this nobody kid. Shutting out the Phillies for six innings last yeah. night. The kid had a, it was five and nine as a rookie with a six, almost a six ERA and he dazzled them. So anyway.
0: Yeah. We got, we got uh, a couple series now. We got a couple well, series. Yes, we do. Okay. All See right. You. We'll catch you on right. Monday. Royce okay. Unchained here. Goodbye. Score North YouTube channel. And uh, you can also find Patrick, everything he does on the Royce Unchained podcast feeds, Apple and Spotify.